0: I'm Judy Frazier, President and Founder of We the Kids. We the Kids puts God back into America's history. Listening to We the Kids radio show will inspire you and your kids to have a positive American identity, clear direction, and a powerful purpose for your life. Thank you for listening.
1: Welcome to We The Kids radio show for kids from eight to 108. I am Arch Hunter, a father, a husband, and an historian.
0: And I'm Lydia Nuttall, a mom and executive board member for We The Kids and author of Forgotten American Stories Celebrating America's Constitution. And in the show, we're going to hear from the We The Kids Liberty Players.
1: The mission of We The Kids is to put God back into America's stories, to help American kids be proud to be an American, to love and defend America's Constitution, and learn the principles of freedom that establish unprecedented freedom in our country so that they can preserve freedom in America.
0: And that is so important. That's why we're doing this show. So we're glad you're listening.
1: Today's forgotten American story. How can we Americans preserve liberty today for ourselves and for our posterity? And in our last program, we talked about General George Washington and the Continental Army at Valley Forge and what they did to endure throughout the winter. And we also talked about the general's wife, Martha Washington, and what she did when she came to Valley Forge and the other winter encampments and how that their sacrifice helped produce endurance in them and their sacrifice and endurance helped produce endurance in people all throughout their lifetime. So, Lydia, you want to give us a little bit more of a review than that?
0: Sure. So I love the Martha Washington story because and we'll just do this briefly because that's what we talked about in a previous show, but she could have wrung her hands in despair and complained over having her husband be gone for eight solid years he during the Revolutionary War. He never went home once. He stayed loyal to his soldiers who also hadn't gone home. And she had all those household and plantation responsibilities all on her shoulders in his absence. But rather than be negative about it, she chose to join him in Valley Forge and all the other encampments where he and the soldiers wintered. And especially during the Valley Forge, that time period in 1777 in Pennsylvania, when our soldiers were so destitute of the basics, they didn't even have warm clothing. Most of them were wearing shreds and strings for clothing and holes. They had to share one blanket thin blanket between three of them. They didn't have any shelter. Food was horrible. That was in short supply. She decided that she would join General Washington, her husband, and gather other wives of the other officers involved with this, the Revolutionary War, and join together to try to gather materials and supplies to come to the aid of the soldiers. They even mended socks, made socks, mended clothing to try to give them warmth and made food for the other. Didn't you mention that she even took upon herself cooking for the other officers, wives and the officers,
1: uh, the general staff. Yes. She took all well, the general
0: staff. And so she kept busy serving yes. others and that's how she endured the hardships that she encountered during the Revolutionary war. So apply it to ourselves. When we are going through hardships ourselves, which we all are or are experiencing or have experienced or will experience, that the key to enduring is to look for someone else to serve, to help. And by doing that, often our hardships start to fall into proper perspective. They don't look as big as, for instance, what someone else's hardships are. And and that's how she did it. I understand you have some more stories, though, of those who endured hardships through their sacrifices and through helping others. Is that correct?
1: Yes, Liddy, I do. And, and as you were talking about Martha Washington, it kept going through the picture that she could have stayed at Mount Vernon, which was been a lot easier for her. But she decided that she was going to come to every winter encampment. And, you know, the road to Valley Forge was at least 10 days for her to get there. Wow. Oh, so, you know, she didn't choose the easy road to stay at Mount Vernon for the winter, but she chose the hard road and she sacrificed and then what she was able to see and help others endure during the winter encampment at Valley Forge. Liddy is a story that oftentimes is overlooked because of so many other of the hundreds of stories about the winter encampment at Valley Forge. So- you know, Martha Washington is a great example of enduring hardship and sacrificing and what she was able to do to help feed the general staff as well as to be an encouragement to the general in every winter encampment. It's just a story that's oftentimes overlooked in history.
0: Uh, I love it's a tender example of how much A husband and wife need each other for, for that support. He really needed her. She really needed him. And even though they were torn apart through war, she figured out a way of still giving him the support that he needed and vice versa.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't have any documentation, the correspondence between George Washington and Martha Washington, because when he died, and he died very suddenly, she was so distraught that she destroyed all the communication and letters that they had written back and forth to each other throughout all the years.
0: Well, that's kind of in contrast to all the letters and correspondence we have back and forth between John Adams and Abigail Adams. Yes.
1: Yep. So
0: I thought it was also because she was worried about what the public, something about the public. She didn't want the public to have, in essence, I thought, is because of those correspondences between her and her husband were so special to her, maybe almost sacred. She didn't want anyone to get a hold of them.
1: Yes, and that's another reason why you know why she did that. And again, it just shows you that what what went on between the general and Martha Washington was, as you said, it was, it was a very very special relationship. You know, all throughout the years that they were together as husband and wife, so. Well, let's talk about some other examples in particularly Lydia in American history, where we see people sacrificing and people serving and enduring hardship. Uh, and wh- another example I believe that we oftentimes overlook is, Lydia, think of our, the signers of the declaration.
0: Oh, wow. Yes.
1: You know, and, and we, we kind of like just look at it and say, okay, they signed a document. But, you know, really, when they signed that document, really, what were they signing?
0: Their death sentence.
1: Yes, their death warrant.
0: Because it was, wasn't it uh, death by hanging? It Treason, was. Treason yes. was death by hanging.
1: And not only uh, were they possibly looking at a death sentence, look at how many of them lost everything. Because of what they decided, what they sacrificed, because they believed that self-government was far more valuable than what they possessed themselves personally.
0: Yeah, I've read of some of them that would uh, have their plantations destroyed, their homes destroyed. One of them, his wife was sick on her deathbed. He had to flee for his life, and he didn't want to, but she begged him to leave. When he came back, his children were gone. His wife was dead and he didn't, I, from what I understand, he never I even mean, did find his children again and others who, um, one of them, his wife was incarcerated in, in a prison in New York city. The The British couldn't find him. They found her, incarcerated her instead, showed her no mercy, wouldn't let her have any warm clothing. She went up dying a couple years later from exposure, mm-hmm. Um, so and it goes on and on and on and on. Very few of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, and there are 56 of them, right?
1: 56.
0: So very few made it through that horrific challenge uh, without having to make horrific personal sacrifices.
1: And, and Lydia, you know, we, if, if personally me, if I saw 55 other people that I was in the bond with, have so much of their lives devastated, I would think twice or three times, well, maybe this wasn't a good idea to do. Because look at how many of my friends and cohorts and colleagues have lost so much. Lydia, you know that only one of the signers ever regretted signing the Declaration of Independence?
0: I didn't even know there was one.
1: uh, Richard Stockton from New Jersey. Yes.
0: I'll be darned.
1: So, so we look at that and say 55 of those 56 signers stayed committed to the idea that we were going to have our own country. And, and what sacrifices, how many of those people really take on, whether it's physical sacrifice or material and their property and their homes and just so many of them, you know, it costs them dearly in sacrifice for The future of our nation.
0: So I wonder if we can apply that to us in our day. What are we willing to sacrifice so that we can keep and preserve the liberty they gave us Mm -hmm. uh, for ourselves and for our posterity? I believe there's going to be a time when all of us will have to ask ourselves that question. And it might be sooner than later that we should ask ourselves that question because Once we've lost our liberty, it's next to impossible to gain back without a lot more sacrifice, right? Right. Even bloodshed. Bloodshed.
1: And one of uh, President Reagan's famous quotes is that, you know, liberty is a fragile thing, and it needs to be preserved in every generation, which means it calls for Americans and all of us to sacrifice and endure so that we're able to pass on the freedom that we have to the next generation.
0: So I have a whole chapter in Forgotten American Stories Celebrating America's Constitution that has numerous quotes from past, distant past people who served our country and recent past people who've served our country about, for instance, what others have said regarding our responsibilities, Americans today, if we preserve liberty for ourselves and our posterity tomorrow, as well as what our choices are, if we do or if we don't, and as well as thoughts and encouragement from some of these men and women who've served our country So I thought it would be fun to go through some of them. And just as we were talking, it brought to mind a quote that George Washington mentioned. He said, and this would have been in the the late 1700s, he said, the honor and safety of our bleeding country and every other motive that can influence the brave and heroic patriot call loudly upon us to acquit ourselves with spirit in short we must now determine to be enslaved or free if we make freedom our choice we must obtain it by the blessing of heaven on our united and vigorous efforts love that one so even back then he was calling to americans to determine now whether do you want to be enslaved or free you've got to make that choice and if freedom is your choice it's going to be through the help of heaven and on our united and vigorous efforts to maintain liberty, very pertinent I feel to today.
1: And lady, when we all look at people in our history that sacrificed and endured, one of the common threads in, in, in all these people is that they had this great ability not to get sidetracked, but they kept focused. And they kept the the focus of mind and the focus of their eyes to stay focused on the goal. And the goal for each one of them is always to maintain and preserve our liberty to pass it on to the next generation.
0: So true. Here's another one from Abraham Lincoln. Um, that That I really loved. He said, let me say that it is with you, the people, to advance the great cause of the Union and the Constitution, and not with any one man. If all do not join now and save the good old ship of the Union on this voyage, nobody will have a chance to pilot her on another voyage and later on he said, with you and not with politicians, not with presidents, not with office seekers, but with you is the question, shall the union and shall the liberties of this country be preserved to the latest generation? So he puts it squarely on our shoulders as American citizens um, that it's our responsibility as individuals to do our part to preserve liberty mm-hmm. in this country. So. So as we are going through with this discussion, for me, I'm going to take note of any ideas that come to mind of ways that I can help preserve our union, to help preserve our United States Constitution. And even if it might be something small, it's by small things that usually great things come to pass.
1: Yes, yes. In L- Lincoln you know, again, Lincoln never lost sight of the goal, Lydia, to preserve the union, to preserve the union. And even going into 1863, almost in 1864, the war was not going that well for the union and labor. And Lincoln was probably going to lose the election, but he never lost focus. He never lost the goal of wanting to preserve the union and which caused caused great success. And if you, if anyone looks at the life of Abraham Lincoln, particularly when he was president, he and his wife, look at all the things that they sacrificed and they had to endure personally in that time period. They lost two children. Mary Todd Lincoln lost 11 of her relatives fighting for the Confederacy. And, you know, look, if anybody ever looked at a picture of Lincoln when he was president, and then another picture of Abraham Lincoln three years later, or almost four years later, he aged tremendously.
0: <laughs> it's so true. I had a friend who said, hey, have you ever seen, apparently there's like a timeline of late President Lincoln's pictures from when he was youth to a lawyer to when he was running mm-hmm. for a president. Um, and then through his presidency, and you compare all those pictures. And she said, it is amazing how the weight You could just see the weight of this country and preserving our constitution and of liberty in this country and preserving the union weighed on him and aged him. Just like you said, she was mentioning that the other day. And I just thought, boy, I got to find that. That
1: Yeah. What do you think are some of the things I have a couple off the top of my head? What can we do? Because as you say, the point that you, you make the very, very good point that it's not big things. It's little things we all do together. You know, what are some of the little things that we all can do to help preserve our freedom to pass on to the next generation?
0: Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is keep listening to the We the Kids radio show, because that's what we teach are these stories and and principles that emulate good character, which we need. We have to have a citizenry. We have to raise a generation, next generation, new generation with these character attributes. That our founders had of loyalty to this concept of preserving liberty, of courage. It takes a lot of courage to preserve liberty, of being willing to sacrifice and endure hardships to preserve Mm -hmm. our nation, our constitution, our liberties. And as you mentioned, it is the little things. It totally is the little things. So, listening to this show will help. So, that's one of the ways that you and I are trying to to preserve liberty in this country is through these radio
1: shows. Lydia, the first one that came to my mind was that we all had the responsibility and the privilege to understand and know the history of our country, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And honestly, the the more of us who really have an understanding of our country and what we have been through And the rights and wrongs that we have done and then the corrections that we have made over that long period of time. And it doesn't take that much for someone to really understand and know our history, which you and I have talked about, you know, in in past shows about the importance of knowing who we are as as a country.
0: It's so true, because if we learn what others went through, I'm already finding out, oh my gosh, I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. I totally relate to that. Well, if she made it through her hardships, I can make it through mine by doing what she did. Mm -hmm. Or if he did such and such, if he exhibited courage to that extent or is willing to make sacrifices to that extent, then I can too, that it's worth it. These stories of our American heritage, our American history are so inspiring. If they're not inspiring, you're probably not reading the right
1: histories. I and know? I you know and I agree because these are fascinating stories. and when we really when we dig into the lives of these people, we really see that there's really no difference between them and us. But what they did was their vision. They stayed focused on the vision. they stayed focused on what they wanted to do. They never lost sight of the worth. Of what they were going through was far uh, The the end result was far better than when anything that they ever went through and it wasn't just necessarily for them But it was for future generations
0: Which to me is so how many of us do that? How many of us make choices today based on not just what is this going to do to me? But based also on what is this going to do to those in my family? What is this going to do to those in my community or my neighborhood? What is this going to do to those beyond that? Mm -hmm. Um, If having that kind, that takes a really selfless person to be able to think of others beyond him or herself, to think that far in the future, to think of how, how, for instance, my choices are going to affect others in my future. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that that's huge.
1: You know, president Lincoln said, Lydia, that our country was a chain full of links and every one of us as citizens of this country is one of those links in that chain so
0: we better be strong links
1: <laughs> yes yes and see our responsibility so, yeah I don't
0: I don't want to be the weak link
1: <laughs> <laughs> well uh, some people think Letty I am the missing link but that's another. <laughs> that's another so we want to continue these stories and talk about this in future shows, particularly because there's so many fascinating stories about our country and what we have been through and so many people that have that have sacrificed and endured. So we want to invite everyone from 8 to 108 to ponder this thought this week. What thoughts or ideas entered your mind about what you can do to defend and preserve liberty, our country, and our Constitution? Make a plan and commit to doing whatever it was that you can do.
0: And one of my favorite quotes since I lived in Germany when I was a teenager, we got to go to East Germany when it was when the Berlin Wall was still up. And one of the something that was found inscribed in the Berlin Wall was this quote. Many small people in many small places doing many small things can alter the face of the world. Wow. Love that.
1: Yes. We'd like to invite everyone from 8 to 108. Join us again for We the Kids radio show and hear more forgotten American stories and learn the principles of freedom so that we can all preserve our freedom.
0: Gather together as a family and listen to this show and don't forget to discuss the stories and principles that you learn Strong families are what build a strong America And this is how we can make a difference too in preserving Liberty in our country And we want to thank you for supporting we the kids now. Let's see what the we the kids Liberty players are up to Hi, my name is Annie. I am eight years old and I live in Georgia. My new year's wishes
1: for America
0: is for people to stop getting sick and dying from this pandemic. Because I don't want anyone getting hurt anymore. God bless the United States of America.
1: Hi, I'm Henry from Southern California. My wish for America is for people to be more tolerant because it's sad that no one will accept others' opinions. My wish for the new year is for everything and everyone to go back
0: to normal. It is not healthy to be locked down at home, not getting to school, or not playing with friends. I'm Jack and I live in California. And my hope for America is that the people and the American citizens, especially the young ones, will have love for this country. I wish also that they will realize that America is not a systemically racist nation, but we are founded on Judeo-Christian values. And I feel this way because a country cannot survive if its people do not love it. My wish for the new year is for all small businesses to reopen 100%. I feel this way because small businesses are the backbone of our economy and they're the livelihood for families. Hi, I'm Karsten. I'm 11 and live in Florida. My wish for America next year is to end COVID-19. Hi, my name is Christelle. I'm 15. Hi, my name's Addie. I'm 14. And we're from Utah! My New Year's wish for America is that small businesses will reopen back up and so people will become happier and it will stimulate our economy. My wish for America this new year is for more conservative voices and those speaking out against the corruption in our country to be heard in order to better preserve our right and freedom of speech. Happy
1: New Year, America! Hi, my name is Sammy. I am 10 years old and I live in Idaho. My New Year's wish for America is that we can have peace and that people will help each other because if we care for each other and help one another, we will continue to have a great nation. God bless the United States of America. Hi, my name is Sarah Beth and I am 16 years old and I live in Georgia. My New Year's
0: wish for America is that we can realize our similarities and embrace our differences because that will be what really makes the difference. God bless
1: the United States of America. Hi, I'm Brendan. I'm 13 and I live in Indiana. I've been involved with Weezy Kids since I was six. My wish for America is that all kids would learn real history and the Constitution. This is Judy Frazier with We the Kids. We are wishing you and yours and the WFYL listeners a most blessed Christmas season and a happy, healthy new year. God bless all of you. We want to invite everyone from eight. To 108 to listen and please join us on we the kids radio show and to hear more forgotten stories learn the principles of freedom that establish unprecedented freedom in america so that we can all whether we're eight or 108 preserve our freedom